You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Everybody and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That, brought to you in part by Zoom 180. You've heard me talk about this revolutionary new flashlight by going to zoom180.com. Good friend of mine created this flashlight, and it was recently awarded a utility patent and is the first in America that will match your human's eyesight pattern. Now, folks, there are other ads online that try to do the same, but I'm telling you, you will see an absolutely different quality once this thing turns on. Now, there are way too many flashlights out there that are simply ineffective. And that's why I want you to listen, all right? The price is $149.99. I get it, all right? That's a lot more money than you're going to spend at a grocery store. But once you turn this device on, all doubts about the price go away. Don't just listen to my words. Go see it for yourself, zoom180.com. And Roy is awesome. I've known him for a long time. The man that invented this incredible device, pretty simple. If you're not completely impressed and satisfied, he'll refund your money. Go to zoom180.com. Trust me on this, guys. It is absolutely phenomenal. You know what was not phenomenal? The halftime show at the Super Bowl by Rihanna. I did a rant on this yesterday titled NFL Embarrassment. I talked about the playing surface, how awful it was. I talked about the halftime show, and I talked about the call in the fourth quarter. I want to read a response that I got from my rant from one viewer. I have two young girls, six and nine, and we kept trying to cover their eyes during halftime. It was disgusting, and I don't want my young daughters looking at that and thinking it's okay behavior. We were not happy about it. I saw a lot of responses like that, and I can't say that I am surprised. Is it really necessary at halftime in front of the largest audience that we have in this country annually and so many others around the world watching? Is it really necessary to grab your crotch and then smell your fingers, among other things? Is that really what we want from our halftime show? Did Rihanna really think that that would go over well with America? Yeah, there are some people that don't care. There are many people that probably don't care, but there were many people that do care and were offended by this. I always talk about Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. 
And quite often I read excerpts from Phil's column right here on my podcast because I think Phil is one of the few in this country that is not afraid to call it the way it is. He's not afraid to point out the hypocrisy of the National Football League. And when I think of the National Football League under the guidance of Roger Goodell, I think of a league that has gone downhill. Yeah, I watch the games, but I got to tell you, I'm so turned off by the messaging of the National Football League and their hypocrisy. But back to Mushnick of the New York Post. He wrote this before the Super Bowl. This story came out on the 11th, before the kickoff of the Super Bowl. And the headline was, Roger Goodell's Super Bowl halftime show remains staggering display of NFL hypocrisy. He begins his column by saying, to borrow from FDR, and so my friends, and you are my friends, Super Bowl Sunday is here. And with it arrives the same, now old, modern garbage. A halftime entertainment extravaganza as approved by sports' highest paid, full-time phony, Roger Goodell. The man who reminds us that there are haves and have yachts. Y-A-C-H-T-S. Again, during this Super Bowl, what Goodell has deemed as beneath him and his family, he has determined as perfect for you and yours. So as Goodell, who prior to the Super Bowl last year, turned down the opportunity to recite just the titles of Snoop Dogg's songs, frequently arrested Snoop Dogg was among the NFL's headline performance, and they're too raunchy for a man in his lofty position, might as well have declared, on with the show. And the standard rap music proceeded, the crotch-grabbing, N-word-spewing, woman-degrading, vulgar and violent messaging that promotes and sustains every negative stereotype of black America was reprised. No better idea from Goodell and his appointed Minister of Social Values, Jay-Z. Mushnick continues, and it remains a classified mystery as to which song special star Rihanna will perform at halftime of what was designed to be the NFL championship until Goodell replaced up with people with off with clothes. Not that it bothers Goodell, but Rihanna's artistry has been described by the Daily Mail, which chose not to print her lyrics as a matter of can't go that far dignity as, quote, overtly sexual, sadomasochistic, end quote, as witnessed in her, quote, bondage-inspired videos, end quote. Besides the N-word, She has even added the C word to her vocabulary, the worst of sexual slurs spoken of women. But Goodell considers her perfect for a Sunday evening halftime concert watched by the largest family audience every year. Goodell feels that nothing reflects better on the NFL, its players, and his legacy. So what should Rihanna sing? Perhaps she'll choose Sex With Me. Here goes. You know... I got the sauce. You know I'm saucy, and it's always wet. A bitch never, ever had to use lip gloss on it. Before the vulgar parts are sung, Mushnick adds. Like that one, Roger. No? Then how about No Love Allowed? The refrain in that one is, N-word, is you blind? Go ahead, you Mrs. Goodell and the Goodell kids. Sing along, dance along. Naturally, you don't become the sports world's biggest phony, a reported $64 million per year, without being an unmitigated hypocrite. And Goodell has long had that covered. 
starting with his solemn, soulful belief, his published conviction that legalized gambling on NFL games would be harmful to the integrity of the sport and to communities as a whole. Of course, gambling enterprises now line up to purchase the NFL's logo and certification, providing the NFL with its cut of the losses sustained by NFL fans, suckers who are encouraged to get rich by investing their money in a business predicated on investors losing their money. Then there was another money grab lie, the one about how, quote, PSLs are good investments, end quote. And his TV money based lied Packers ticket holders that, hey, it's all about our fans before flexing winter games to primetime in Arctic conditions. And there's Goodell's ongoing social messaging, his hollow public relations made for TV plan to surround NFL fields and decorate helmets with end racism, choose love, inspire change, and it takes all of us. That doesn't quite rhyme with Goodell's invites to N-word spewing rappers Rihanna, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, and Travis Scott, among others, to entertain before the NFL's largest audience. Goodell's rank hypocrisy, aided by a silent media, is such that he'd actually exploit the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr., Prior to the kickoff of the Super Bowl in Atlanta, the NFL made Dr. King its hollowed honoree. Goodell was seen in a video soberly visiting Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, where King was ordained. It's now a national historic landmark. King's extraordinary messages, missions, marches, and martyrdom were cited as a representative of the NFL's full and active accord. Dr. King's daughter conducted the pregame coin flip. But soon, Goodell's halftime show began, and its content was in full defiance of everything Dr. King lived and died for, starting with rap music's resurrection of the N-word. As backward-pointing, vulgar, N-word-spewing, woman-ejectifying rappers Travis Scott and Big Boy took the stage. The hypocrisy was and remains staggering. Sunday evening, Goodell is proud to present Rihanna her artistry, fame, and fortune reliant on coarse language in celebration of female and racial sexual degradation. That's how the NFL, under Goodell, runs the NFL's championship game. He'd have it no other way. Bravo to Phil Mushnick. Bravo for him for not being afraid to write about these topics. And you don't have to agree with everything that Phil writes. I don't agree with Phil 100% of the time, but I can't really fault Phil's column and his messaging there. The NFL is so hypocritical, it's actually embarrassing. And yet the mainstream media won't even come out and examine how is it that we can have end racism on the field and the social justice messaging on the back of helmets. And then Goodell thinks it's a great idea to have these rappers with their lyrics and their promotion of things that I think are questionable, to say the least. It does not add up. Does not make sense to me. And again, that halftime show, in my opinion, for me, was the worst halftime show that I can remember watching. It was awful. Now, I've spoken to a lot of people that disagree with me, and I'm fine if you disagree with me. But did you not have a problem with Rihanna grabbing her crotch and then bringing her fingers up to her nose, that's not an issue for you? 
again, with the amount of people watching this game, family prime time. Again, I read the message from the dad with two young daughters. How many other parents were sitting in their living room watching the Super Bowl and having to do the same thing with their kids? Again, NFL equals hypocrisy. And you know what the other aspect is? It's not getting better. It's only getting worse. And the NFL continues, in my opinion, to go down the wrong path with their messaging. What is their messaging? Doesn't add up to me. Doesn't make sense to me. It's hypocritical. The National Football League, again, in my opinion, continues to go backwards. And that's a shame. Let's now get to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. Was that last flag in the Super Bowl a bad call? Well, James Bradbury, the man that got called for the hold, said that he grabbed onto his jersey. So in retrospect, I can't say it was a bad call. I think it should have been a no call. That's my opinion. I don't think it affected Juju Smith-Schuster at all on his route. And for that reason, in that situation, I did not agree with the call. Ian wants to know, should the Blazers be fined for hiding Gary Payton's injury? I think they will be fined. And yes, they should. The Blazers are adamant they didn't do anything wrong, but sure looks like that to me. Chase asks, how many Super Bowls would you guess Mahomes wins before he retires? Chase, if he stays healthy, it's going to be at least a few more, don't you think? I mean, I I don't know how he wouldn't be playing in more Super Bowls. He is the best quarterback right now in the National Football League. So you ask me how many, I I can't put a number on it. I'll say two. Because, you know, going to the Super Bowl and winning is not easy. I mean, they, they they were, it wasn't easy to win against Philadelphia. So I'll say he wins two more. Matt wants to know, will we see more teams aggressive on fourth and short like the Eagles in the future? Matt, it's been a new trend in the NFL. We're seeing it more and more with teams. So, yes, I believe that, Matt, that will be something that moves forward with more teams gambling. Keith asks, what's your take on the recently announced MLB rule changes? I think it's good. The game is in need of repair. I, I will find out if these changes help the game. I have trouble watching Major League Baseball right now, Keith. I really do. Trevor asked, do you think load management in the NBA has had any impact on ticket sales? Trevor, I don't have the data in front of me, ticket sales and everything, but I know it's not good. The load management's a real problem in the NBA, a real problem. Kyle wants to know, were you bothered by anything during the pregame ceremonies or halftime show? Well, I did spend my podcast, obviously, talking about the halftime show. You know, I'm not necessarily bothered by the pregame ceremonies. It's just a, it's a necessary evil. You got to appease everybody now. You know, it's just, it's all for political correctness and social crap. It really is. You know, whatever happened to the days where we're going to have one anthem and then play the game? No, now you got to have this. You got to have that. All right. You got to have the black national anthem. You got to have, you know, America the beautiful. Now you got to sing the national anthem. You know, enough already, would you? Are we one country or are we not one country? Do we have one anthem or now we have two anthem? Are we going to start having an anthem for the Hispanic Americans? All right. In this country or the Asian Americans in this country, or seriously, I mean, uh, enough already, would you please? Uh, the, the National Football League does bother me with how they conduct their business. Not enough for me to turn off the TV set, so I don't want to sound like I'm being hypocritical. All right, I'm ripping the NFL, but I still watch their product. But I didn't turn the TV on until about 3.15. So I try to miss as much of that stuff as I could. I did not want to miss 
the playing of the national anthem because I always think that is so special, uh, particularly at the Super Bowl. So what was I bothered? You know what, Kyle? Enough already. It's getting overboard. It's getting a little bit crazy. Kevin wants to know who made the best trade last week. Kevin, I wish I had a crystal ball, but it looks like the Phoenix Suns may have pulled off the best trade from last week. But as they say, time will tell. Again, go to crownultra.com and just maybe I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Rant. 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 And today's rant is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. And remember, if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They will be there with their 24-7 service. That's New Works Plumbing, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. So the Kings wrap up the unofficial First half of the season tonight, we're well past the halfway point. 32 up and 24 down, taking on a team behind them in the standings, the Phoenix Suns. This is a huge game for both teams, particularly Phoenix, if they want to catch Sacramento. After all, you know, it's not like you have a lot of games left. The Kings, after tonight, will have played 57 games. So we're coming down to the home stretch, and the Suns are waiting on Kevin Durant. But they do have Devin Booker back with Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton is a player that can give the Kings absolute fits. Are the Kings the team that we saw Saturday night at home against Dallas, or are they a team that barely beat Houston 48 hours earlier? What I'm looking for from the Kings is some consistency. They've had that for the most part on the road, 15 wins and 12 losses, which is very, very good. This is a big game tonight as we get to the all-star break. Who are the real Sacramento Kings? Will the real Sacramento Kings please take a step forward? But if they do lose tonight, they enter the break. Only one game ahead of Phoenix. Dallas lost to Minnesota. They're now 31 and 28. The Clippers are 31 and 28. New Orleans is 30 and 28. And Minnesota, who beat Dallas last night, is 31 and 29. This thing is going down to the wire. Big game tonight. And don't forget to join Ryan and I over on my YouTube channel. If you don't like that, we'll be on at halftime and after the game as well. That's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening to If You Don't Like That. So long, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.